0: Oh Welcome to the Birthful Podcast, I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're talking about birth options. There's an extremely famous quote in the birth world from Diana Court and Roberta Scare that says that if you don't know your options, you don't have any. But sometimes the amount of options, choices and nuances can be truly overwhelming. So where do you start? Betsy Schwartz tells us more. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Natural Breastfeeding and their free quick start video, which shows you a simple technique to prevent nipple pain and the easiest way to help your newborn latch and for you to produce enough milk for your baby. Go watch it at naturalbreastfeeding.com. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Mamas and Mamas-to-be, and hello, Mighty Dads and Dads-to-be. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, for all the love you give the show. I truly appreciate your comments, your requests, and of course, your reviews, since those help get the show in front of even more parents. So if you enjoy what you hear, please, please, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes because it really does help. Thank you, thank you. Oh, and remember, if you have a topic request for the show, then go to birthfulcom and use the contact form to tell me all about it. While you're there, treat yourself to a copy of my postpartum preparation worksheet. It's awesome and it's free. All right. Today's birth pro is Betsy Schwartz, who's a bona fide postpartum care pioneer. Betsy began her career in 91, working for one of the oldest postpartum doula services in the country. And in 94, she established... 10th month, it's 10th month doula services, which is the first of its kind in South Florida. She is a founding member of the Coalition for Improving Maternity Services, where she served on the board for two years. A postpartum doula trainer of over 14 years, she is a certified postpartum doula, a Reiki 3 practitioner, and a yoga enthusiast. Betsy's most recent accomplishment is the creation of Down the Canal, the Game of Birth, which is a board game that makes learning about childbirth super fun, and it is. I played it. It's super fun. Betsy, welcome. It's so great to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Adriana.
0: Yay. And I was, one of the reasons why I was, when you contact me and, and wanted to be on the show, I really wanted to have you on because I find that pregnancy, birth, all that, there's so many choices. It can be overwhelming, you know, like you can even get decision fatigue just by, I can remember the first time I walked into a big baby store. And I don't think I lasted five minutes. I had to turn around and walk out because it was just too much. So (laughs) can you relate to that? Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So in today talking about birth options, I wanted to try to simplify that process for listeners by starting with the bigger overarching considerations, things that will, you know, are sort of foundational choices or options that can affect everything. So how about we start with the pivotal fork in the road of the different models of care in birth? Can you talk about that?
1: Yes, one of my favorite topics, actually, because that really makes all the difference. Because we do have two models of birth. We have the midwifery model and the medical model. And each views birth very differently. So the medical model model views birth as a crisis waiting to happen for, you know, to cut to the chase. um, It's managed, it's managed birth, where the midwifery model views the whole, you know, woman, you know, couple, and treats birth as um, a process that unfolds that should be left alone unless it needs to be interfered with. So that's kind of the general difference and for women and couples that are trying to figure out what they're you know going to do and who's going to care for them you know prenatally that's a very important choice because there's a clear distinction
0: yeah and i i think it's important to also to mention that having those two models it doesn't mean that all midwives practice the midwifery model of care and that, say, all OBs practice the medical model of care. There is overlap. So it is about trying to find the provider that fits with the model that you side with.
1: Absolutely. And I I stress that as well when I'm speaking to people because it's definitely the training the view, the philosophy about birth itself. And, you know, it, I mean, it does have a lot to do with how someone is trained, but then who do they surround themselves with? You know, where do they get their clinical um, hours in? You know, have they seen a normal birth? Have they, you know, have they only seen a hospital? Have they seen, you know, birth happens in different places?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can definitely ask- your provider if you're not clear what they yeah <laughs> kind of like where they stand on on yeah. birth um and i find that language can also be a a telltale sign a red flag of asking something as simple as you know what happens if i am past my due date mm, and yes is it, well, we don't like to have people go past, you know, at 41 weeks, we would see an induction or, well, we'll see what your body's doing and what, yeah. baby. Well, <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah. no, I, I'm sorry. Just, yeah, it brings up so much, uh, you know, when the language brings up a lot.
0: Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's easy ways for people to, to pick up on this, on the model of care, mm-hmm. Um and then so from the model of care, that kind of tends to go also hand in hand. The next step is like that, that shows you your provider. Then you're talking about location. What are things people should consider about that and their options? So um, I think generally speaking, wherever a woman
1: feels safe um, is going to be the best place for her to be able to um, go and flow with the process of birth. Now, um, you know, many people and different studies, you know, can show things every which way. Um, You know, it's safer in the hospital. No, it's safer at home. Um, And so it's really an individual choice, but I I think what I, you know, what I've discovered and and is um, there are, first of all, there are many people that are tied to whatever insurance they have for where they can give birth, which is kind of sad. And so it varies geographically and by insurance, but there are three places, you know, there's home, there's hospital and birth center. And of course, I believe that those options should be available to every woman everywhere. Uh, And it doesn't exist right now. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm so glad you brought up the insurance because that's a huge Key point of how sometimes your options are dictated by your insurance, um, what, what what can be covered. So it, it and it kind of speaks to the flexibility required also during birth. You know, circumstances show up and you don't quite can, can can't quite control all of those. In this case, if you can't quite control what to an extent what your provider or location is going to be, if your insurance already limits your options there how can you, you know, what other options can you look at and what other things can you include so that under that foundational circumstance, you can still, you know, have some freedom and options and choices?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Because indeed, you know, you can give birth in the hospital and have an amazing, beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. You know, in all the places, you know, all the options. Um, so, primarily, I mean, in the United States, women give birth in the hospital. I mean, the majority of women give birth in the hospital. So, there's doulas, of course, the uh, support person, the guide, the listening ear. You know, the hands-on, the the get the partner involved person. That would be your doula, that you could have as a support and as a go-to for information. You know, I believe um, doulas have many roles, and, um, and it, it, you know, in fact, it could also be a sister, mom, another woman. We always had the village, you know, the women surrounding us in birth, and we still have it to a degree, but I think there was more of that um, in prior days. So I think it's really about finding out, really like, what your own philosophy is of birth, like, like, ask your mom about your own birth, like, just ask people and talk to people that hopefully don't have many stories that are, you know, not so pretty, which, you know, there can be, but, but really, like, empower yourself with information, I think.
0: Yeah, and... this concept of birth philosophy, like, if you've never heard that, that sounds, <laughs> what? Yeah. Birth philosophy? What? Like, what is huh? this? Can, can you explain <laughs> yeah. a little bit more what that yeah. means? Yeah, I know,
1: right? I say it like, oh, everybody knows this. No, I've been around this work so long. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, look, I didn't, I mean, I didn't have that either the first time I gave birth. What? I knew certain things. But um, but the point is, like, we actually talked about earlier, the, the, the two models of care, you know, like what resonates, what makes sense. Um, You know, we have, we kind of, you know, we live in the culture of the, of the, like the Western medicine ways, which is, you know, quick fixes, you know, take pills, surgery. I mean, generally speaking about our healthcare system. So it's a good idea to just ask yourself questions like, how do you know, how do you feel about medical care? Do you think birth is a, you know, is something medical does, you know, like, will I feel safe in the hospital? Do I belong there? How do I, you know, talk to your partner if, you know, you've got, you've got that going on. Um, other support people, people that maybe know a little bit more than you do about birth if you're <laughs> unsure.
0: Yeah. So then where do you get all that knowledge? Aside <sighs> from the- <laughs> Yeah. Right. Another great, I mean,
1: well, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier on one of our conversations about like information overload, um, just. Like, there's so much out there. Um, so, I mean, I find some places that are reputable, that, you know, have good, solid, evidence base, great track records. Um, um, one of them that I love uh, would be Childbirth Connection. Um, are you familiar with them?
0: Oh, yeah. They're great.
1: Yeah. So, there's a lot of great, just solid information where you know free downloadable stuff. Um, there's also um, motherfriendly.org. There's a lot of great stuff. I mean, if we're talking online, which is where most people go <laughs> these days, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess those would be two of my favorites. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a great idea always to just send someone, oh, go online and you know look this up, because really, there's so much. What's yeah. valid, right?
0: And I think with these two sites specifically, they have, they're, they're founded where they're coming from. You know, it's a reputable source in terms that they've got good, solid evidence-based information, but also give you lots of choices and explain to you why. So it's that, that jumping, it's that starting point for you.
1: Yes, exactly. Because really, if you're you're just starting out, you're pregnant for the first time. Yeah, I mean, there's so much, it's, there's a lot of unknowns. And, um, you know, sadly, Uh, You know, we also have a lot of fear that that surrounds the whole process Mm. right now, you know, in our culture. And birth can be absolutely amazing, beautiful, empowering and something to be revered rather than feared.
0: It can be a very fun and enjoyable experience, even with all the hard, like, you know, we do hard things all the time, right? Nobody's saying this is a walk in the park, (laughs) right? Regardless of whether, even if you have an epidural, even like, regardless of what the choices you make, which it's all valid because they're all your choices. There's, it's still not a walk in the park, but you can make it good. Mm. You can have a satisfying experience. You can have you know dignity and respect in in your birthing, I think.
1: Yes. I believe that when you have the information and you're able to make choices based on, you know, solid information and what you also are feeling in your own heart and you know discussing it with your partner All of that matters because it isn't just about, oh, what does the evidence say? We throw that around a lot. And yes, we want good, solid information. That's not a myth, you know, that comes from a good source. But at the same time, we're all individuals, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're all where we're at from all the experiences that led us here (laughs) to wherever we're at.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and and so that's the thing of you know making the options yourself, the the choices yourself, of what's right for you, and 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 that in birth, that, that body intuition, because at the end of the day, birth is happening in your body. Yes. And 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 you know you might want things one way, but then when it gets down to it, you might think. Uh, yeah this doesn't feel right. It, I don't want to be in the water like I thought I would be. I'm gonna stand mm-hmm. up and then there's a reason for it. So yes, yeah,
1: yes, that brings up uh, for me birth is an intuitive process, and I believe again, as a culture, we've kind of lost that along the way and and that um you know that trust in that part of ourselves. And it goes with birth big time because of the, all the information. I know, like, I listened to, um, I was at a talk with Michelle O'Donnell,
0: and,
1: mm-hmm. you know, he talks about that cognitive brain getting in the way. <laughs> so, you know, just the, the all the information and ed- education and classes, and it's all great, and birth is still intuitive when it comes right down to it.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, that's a great point with what Michelle is saying of, you know, getting away, f- don't getting out of your thinking brain is because ultimately your thinking brain doesn't have all the knowledge and answers. Like, even if you do all the childbirth classes and do all the things, there's things you're not going to quite know that we know, no, none of us know of the process of birth like one of the things that blows me away every time is just the thought that um if baby is facing like so we're going to go anatomy here a bit. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm if ready. baby is <laughs> anterior, so that means that baby's back is to the front of the belly of the mom, so the head baby's looking towards towards her tailbone, right? and and you know this from from classes like as the baby the head is crowning as baby's coming out you're pushing head's moving down when the pubic bone hits the back of the head there's a there's a reflex in the baby that makes them extend their neck and tilt the head back to navigate the curve between the pubic bone and the tailbone like what
1: yeah that's so cool like it like the (laughs) process. Like I always say like if we just if we just allowed it um and you know and trust um you know yeah it's just an amazing it's just amazing how it's all set up.
0: Yeah. So it's like just... if you're if you're thinking just on your brain, like, oh the things but if maybe get not know you know, there's a lot of that systems that in check in in the body In the process that to make it happen To make us survive to make it succeed So it, If we try to control it with our brains we, It's impossible because we're it's You know you birth with your body not your brain Yeah yeah and
1: it's kind of like We don't We don't necessarily cognitively Have to know everything like we mm-hmm. think We do and in fact We're never going to know everything and it's good to Know what we don't know and be okay with that <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think that's the tough part in all this because there are so many, as you said, so many options, so much information. I'm sure that same thing happens to you that happens to me is that you know I've been doing this for ten years, I am still learning. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And you know, so many births afters, we're still, it's still amazing, and it's still teaching us stuff every day. So it's not about learning everything, but getting to the point where the information you know. Empowers you and serves you so that you are not blindsided, yes, by the experience, I think, yes, and just to bring it
1: back to to you know I mean healthcare so I mean birth is you know it's all part of our healthcare system, which I might call it something different, but um <laughs> so we know that we get to be our own advocates and all of it um. When it comes to healthcare. So, why not with birth? Like, why wouldn't we be asking a zillion questions about what's, you know, what to expect? You know, like we go to the doctor in some other instance.
0: It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, and, and and even more so because this is not an emergency. There's nothing necessarily wrong, right. you know, unless there's, you're, it, it, and even if you're high risk and it's just things that, add to the condition, but not necessarily make it bad.
1: Yeah. And I think it's great to bring in a historical perspective that, you know, birth did always happen actually at home until we brought it to the hospital at some point. And, you know, in fact, we have great, you know, medical advances in technology. Thank God to save lives. I mean, really, thank God. And is it a one-size-fits-all? Fit, you know, do we need that with every woman? And I think that is what's going on right now in birth. You know, everybody gets an ultrasound, one or two or three or four. I, I don't know. I never had any with either of mine. I don't know. Back in the day. Am I aging myself No. Um, <laughs> but it just—it's like this routine matter of course. And you know, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. It's just there's a lot of routine with the technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not certain that that serves women as a whole. Yeah. For every, you know,
0: what I mean. And so then, for for women to know that they have the choice to say, I don't want all these many ultrasounds, or I don't want all the, you know, what does that information do for what What is the what is the point of doing it, and what information does it give her, and what information does it, you know, add to? the process or is it like you're saying just routine i think the yeah. same thing with the vaginal checks
1: like yes. vaginal checks
0: tells you nothing oh
1: i know i know
0: it did nothing I... and yeah they're uncomfortable
1: too <laughs> yeah and in fact i just did a little video on this the other day um especially towards the end of the pregnancy when they want to do like check after check after check um you yeah, know, there can be some interventions and unbeknownst to the woman being checked um, to stir things up.
0: And even the fact of checking, like there can, like, like it, it can irritate mm-hmm. having fingers in there, you know, yeah. and, and I have had clients where just that check after that, like you're saying there was some, it was just a check and nothing was done, but there was some irritation that then caused the body to react and kind of, got things going when they're maybe weren't ready to and affected how things went after.
1: Yes. And, and the other thing about that, you know, while we're on it is, so women are told, you know, not to, um, you know, you don't want to like increase infection. So, you know, kind of keep, you know, things out. And I mean, you can have sex, but I guess that would be like after birth or, you know, don't use a tampon, don't use this and that. But, you know, with more meddling, there is an increased chance of infection. Mm. I mean, and I, you know, right?
0: Yeah, and and then you do have the amniotic sac be. protecting stuff, but right, but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I guess. I I totally. So I mean, going back to the information and the options, it's mm. does this sit well with you? <laughs> Not well, just that's because, the whole, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's the whole point. You're right. Is it is it okay? You know, do you, do you want this? Do you want you know and the reasoning behind it. And I think, you know, maybe like many women do question and, you know, many women, I guess, because, you know, it's routine and, you know, it, it's what you do, you know, when you go to the doctor, I, I mean, it, you know, that's, that's what goes on. Um, so yeah, it's just important to really, you know, ask and know the whys mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. value that it will add to the experience.
0: Absolutely. In that, in that, spirit of trying to get more information so that you can figure out how it sits for you. I want to ask you about birth classes, childbirth education classes, um, and even like early pregnancy classes and what options moms have, what's out there and what, you know, how to go about picking one. But first, I'm going to let you think about that while we take a quick break and we'll be right back. Research tells us that 92% of new moms report significant problems with breastfeeding within the first week and that common problems include nipple pain, milk production, and latching. Let me tell you, nipple pain sucks. It is no fun at all. And the thing is that it only takes a couple of badly latched breastfeeding sessions for your nipples to become unnecessarily damaged. Do yourself a favor and go watch Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher's free quick start video that gives you everything, everything you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. I have seen these techniques work time and time again since this is what I teach my doula clients and it's also super comfortable to do. I'm telling you, your back will not hurt from breastfeeding if you use these techniques. So go do it. Go watch the quick start video to natural breastfeeding at naturalbreastfeeding.com. And we're back talking with Betsy Schwartz about birth options. And so childbirth education classes, like what, there's a lot of those too. What constitutes a good class and what should people look out for?
1: Yeah, another great question. So um, what I've been hearing and seeing is, there, you know, there, there was a trend with, you know, people kind of dropping off and not really taking classes because there's so much available online. Um, and I, I think it's great to be with other couples that are experiencing the same thing. And at the same time, you know, there are a lot of great things online again, who is it? What's the reputation? But I think what's, imp- I think it's important. Well, I think it's very important to know a little bit about what to expect. Um, you know, have some general idea I think more importantly it's really important for um you know women and couples to set themselves up in terms of like how do we relax generally speaking how do we um prepare ourselves for the mindset because like you said earlier the body does know what to do and i believe if the mind is open to <laughs> allowing it could be a better experience so I feel that um, there's a lot of crunch for time. Most women and couples are taking the classes usually later, not earlier, unless that's shifting. They just don't seem to be ready to receive, you know, too early on in the pregnancy. So, um, you know, there's many different options in terms of, you know, there's this, you know, there's Lamas, there's Bradley, there's birthing from within, there's so many different, Uh, approaches. So um, I just believe that a mix of being with other couples in some way, shape or form, and also perhaps learning from home um, is a good mix.
0: Mm -hmm. And Um, I, I, I do value that that being in a room together with people who are pregnant, just because then you get to compare Mm -hmm. And, 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 or share, I guess, you know, sometimes we love company, sometimes misery loves company, but the fact (laughs) that, that you can say, oh, this is, it's very normalizing, I find, and reminds you that there isn't one size fits all that, you know, I might be doing this, but you're doing that and huh, and then the next week, this is what I'm doing, you know, it's nice that way to have a, a group of people you can rely on part of your village.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking the same thing when you said that. That is the village. You know, that's the community. And women, you know, let women have a certain oh, energy when they get together.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Specifically. Not to leave the men out. They're very important.
0: No. And I think childbirth education classes are hugely important for for the partners because the, you know, the when, when birth is happening in your body, you're more connected to the changes because you've got this being in you that's moving. And, and, and hijacking your body and your yeah. bladder and the whole thing. Like, you're <laughs> giving your body over, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> Pretty so. much, yeah. right? And then yeah. and, and the partner doesn't quite get that, um, can't experience that. But I think then the classes help make it more real and also help them understand, oh, this is what I can do to help. Like, I can rub the back or, or, or to normalize the process. She'll throw up. And that is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. um instead of trying to and, and and you know vocalizing is great that doesn't mean she's she's in distress she's just coping with the pain in whichever way works for her so i don't need to fix it like things like that are a lot of what i appreciate of childbirth education class aside from explaining the process and the stages and the you know Interventions, which is also a great thing for people to know.
1: Yes, um, yeah, it really connects um, the the partner, you know, with what's happening, like you said, and and it connects, you know, the couple together, you know, into the process together, and that's one thing too to to really create connection between them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and create the space and time it's a scheduled time where they can come together to talk about these things or 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 share knowledge together because it's really easy for you to think oh yeah we'll talk about it and then that doesn't happen and birthday comes around
1: yes we do live very we lead very busy lives um sometimes i <laughs> i just visualize like the hamster on the wheel <laughs> and uh how fast we're going as a society and you know we get to slow down we really do and i and when it comes to birth it's not it's just not like anything else mm. and it does require and especially preparing for when you have that baby i mean sometimes i compare you know the birth and actually having the baby as like the planning the wedding and then like being married and staying married i mean it's <laughs> the party begins <laughs>
0: Absolutely, that <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's just the beginning, right yeah, oh, yeah. and it and it does create so much everything's new, and you're sleep deprived like that's a special kind of challenge, this, yes. so let's talk a little bit about that preparation too your you know after your postpartum options, um because with birth, I think we we covered it in terms of go with the you know set a good foundation and then dig deeper as feels right to you so that when it comes to the day you, both you and your partner have a sense of when there's a fork in the road what you guys want to do yes like do you would you add anything else to to the birth options section and then we'll, we'll talk about postpartum options yeah, no, I, I
1: mean, I think that's really where it's at. It's a combination of the information and the couple connecting and, you know, just being with the process. And, yeah, I mean, I think we, we did a good job with covering the, the general scenario. Yeah,
0: yes! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay. So, so, and I've... And I wanna, Uh I wanna tell people, let them know also that, so you have, and I love this, you have a game, you have a Uh board game that, board game that you created to help sort of make this process fun and not to substitute for childbirth education classes, but to like get them thinking more about it, right? Creating that space. Um, the game is called Down the Canal, right? Um, and you did split it into five different sections. So there's the birth options, but you have a section on birth environments. And I think that's one I was just looking through my notes here. I was like, wait, birth environments. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's a really important part of your birth options.
1: Okay. So you mean the environment,
0: the environment, which is not necessarily location because that can be determined by care provider or insurance. But Correct. then how do you make the environment or, or what options do you, you like, how do you play with it? What are your, what are your goals? What's a good birth environment?
1: Yeah. And I, I believe I said it earlier, but you know, one where a woman feels safe, you know, if you think back to the, the day, mm-hmm. and, you know, gone by, you know, women just needed the, the quiet, safe space for survival, really, you know? Um, and so it's setting that up wherever it is, you know, that that the woman giving birth feels supported, feels safe, feels free to kind of move about and do what she needs to do to to have that baby, you know, drop and and come out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And and that, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, and I like, like, I think it's important to mention to feel free to intervene the, you know, 99% of, of moms birth at hospitals in the US. So feel free to intervene the birthing room. To make it yours. Well, yeah, exactly. It, 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 you know, set it up
1: for you to, you know, feel free to give birth. Women, if women don't feel safe, the process doesn't unfold.
0: Mhm. It doesn't.
1: It just doesn't. It doesn't matter who's there and what, you know. It just, it's just not going to, ha- you know, it's going to stall. Yeah. You've seen that. Right? Oh yeah. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I think that's really the key to be feeling safe and supported.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So but but don't be afraid to like bring your music, bring your yeah. your yeah. battery operated candles, bring your aromatherapy, bring yeah. your blankets, your, your pillow, pillows, your,
1: you know, everything that you feel comfortable with. Like make it homey. If you're not at home, you know, make it homey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. For you for the time that you're in that room, that room is yours. <laughs> yeah. You own it. You own it. <laughs> Oh, it, make it yours. It. So then, all right. So the game you had, the sections are, and I love it because it's shaped in and it, the board game itself. The board has the picture. It starts out in the fallopian tubes and then it goes down the uterus and then down the umbilical cord is the whole canal until you get to postpartum. Yes. What are <laughs> the different sections? Okay.
1: So you have um, conception and pregnancy, labor and birth. And we have birth environments and we have postpartum. And then we also have um, breastfeeding questions, test and procedure questions called brains. And we have a doula card (laughs) for your uh get out of jail free card
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love the doula cards people were we played it at the doula co-op recently and people were fighting for the doula cards they were like i "I have do i have five you don't have any (laughs) oh wow
1: that's so funny um yeah so i i mean i tried to think of as much you know many things as possible i cut out on questions it's 240 questions so to test your knowledge so um you know, there's plenty. There's plenty in mm-hmm. there for people to uh, think about, and one of the main goals is for people to want to know more about birth, and the other thing is fun and connection. <laughs> the other two things, <laughs> the reason or the all the whys behind creating it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and it is fun. It was fun, and you know, I you you. It has the medical. The, the, the two models of care written on it and you've we've mentioned it a couple of times we've we've named it a couple of times in this podcast but i think we need to explain and because it's really big on the board and and it's a vital key tool for when you don't know what to do with you know you have options and you're like quick what what do we decide <laughs> on the spot this using your brain that acronym can you can you explain yes. that
1: Yes. And I know sometimes people do brain and sometimes brains. So benefits, risks, alternative intuition, need and satisfaction in a general sense. But, you know, basically, so, you know, what is this, you know, test or procedure intervention being presented? And, you know, what's, you know, what's the rationale? And will it, you know, do I need to do this now? Or are there other options? So it's just, it's getting the, the, the couple's, to think about like you said earlier like with ultrasound okay so like what's it for like do I do I really need to have it and is there something else I can do so it's really getting people to focus on the reason for the tester intervention and will it serve them is it necessary you know is there a safety issue or is it you know what what is the reason for it
0: mm-hmm I, yeah. I love that acronym, the brains. Um yeah. <clears throat> just because yeah, it can it can help you remember also that unless it's a critical emergency, you do have time. You do have time to sit down and consider your brains.
1: Yes. Yeah. You do. All yes.
0: right. I, I I went on a tangent again, but <laughs> That's okay. I
1: do that, too. I know. It's okay. (laughs) It's all right. No, we need to talk about this, too. No, it's fun. It's part of education. I mean, one of the goals is, you know, a fun way to learn is basically the, you know, the gist of the game.
0: Mm -hmm. No, and it's a really fun game. I encourage people to go take a look at it and then, you know, get it and play it and, like, get a bunch of their friends together because it's never too early to learn. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes, about your choices. Um, so, but yeah, one of the things that's different from what I, I didn't expect, and it was a really nice addition to the game was this postpartum period section. Tell me more about that, about the postpartum period options and things people should be thinking about.
1: Okay, so, um, I, uh, I've spent my career, um, with this, uh, my, my 25 years, <laughs> whoa um but point is um so now you know you have a baby now what and so the birth first of all affects what happens next and sleep is wait a wait, huge... wait wait
0: wait wait um, how does the birth affect what happens next um well we take
1: everything with us and the birth um you know if I mean if it's beautiful awesome experience I mean we bring that into our early parenting if it's been somewhat I don't know traumatic and I don't know something with mom or baby I you know it 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 comes kind of, you know it stays with us so um you remember your birth for your lifetime and now you have this newborn human being to begin to uh take care of so I think it's important to first of all recognize where where a woman and a couple is at from the birth experience and be able, you know, allow them the space to share that, to talk about it, um, whatever, good or you know or bad if we want to label. Um, and sleep deprivation is is huge. And so getting enough sleep and arranging sleep where everybody gets the the most sleep is is important. Um I believe women beforehand should be at least aware of whether they're at risk for for any type of perinatal mood disorder. I mean that can happen during pregnancy you know, and during or right after birth or can set in. So again, just, um, having an awareness. Yes. It's an amazing, joyful experience. And there's other things that could be going on. Maybe breastfeeding is a challenge for whatever reason. And with support in all of this, like we had the village and we do have postpartum doulas now as well. Um, things can go a little bit smoother with that transition into parenting so i i do believe going back to the childbirth class that at least some of this could be touched on when people are taking a class
0: yes um, and i i don't think it's t- it's done in so much in depth as it should be because we focus on the birth and and rightly so there's plenty to focus on but i would like to see parents know that, you know, yes, you. but then you're going to take this baby home. They're going to let you go home with it Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) on your own, right? Yeah, (laughs) forever. So like, what about then? What are you going to do at three in the morning? And um, and I do some postpartum preparation classes that it's just, I think about the expectations and the mindset, just knowing what's normal for a baby makes a huge difference
1: absolutely then they, you don't have to be panicked when certain things come up it's like oh yeah they told me about that that's normal you know yeah that's yeah. huge that's yeah. huge
0: normalizing things like babies are loud sleepers
1: yes oh There's my a gosh lot of ways is, <laughs> I know I think I have a few questions on that in the postpartum period um
0: but on the yeah, game? yeah
1: yeah yeah and and it, it's true though like just kind of that reassurance that goes a long way I know when I when I had my first I had a friend who was a nurse oh lucky her I mean I called her so much I was like I don't want to call the doctor but you know is this normal and oh my god <laughs> thank god yeah I'm still friends with her I've been a, like a life she's a lifetime friend but but yeah, that, that speaks saved... good no I was just gonna say that was great it saved me from huh, freaking out
0: yeah and it speaks back to the support and having people that you can call at any time and have that but if you do some childbirth preparation some some postpartum preparation class beforehand or, or you know it'll be easier
1: yes and i think one thing you just said though is also like when you make a connection with someone prior to having your baby you're more likely to reach out later mhm so i think that's key
0: yeah, and you were mentioning of knowing your risk for the postpartum mood disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ha- you know, even take it one step further and have some names and recommendations for if things get a little hairier than expected, you know, even with breastfeeding. Like, where, where's the phone for that lactation consultant? Where is the phone for somebody that you can touch base in terms of your mental health? Um, so that you're not... Those are so much harder to find when you are in the midst of it.
1: Yes, that that's true. And, you know, as much as we'd like to say, oh, but, you know, it always it does work out. And if and, you know, if you want it, it's going to happen and all of that great stuff. You know, sometimes things like you said, they just, you know, they don't go as planned. And it's not, you know, bad, wrong, failure. It's where can I get support? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And I think I
1: think many women suffer in silence. When it comes to those challenges.
0: Too many. Too, too, many. Many. too, Way many. too many. Way too many. At this too day many. and
1: age, I've been at this so long, like really, this this is still, you know, not discussed and there's not enough support for any of it. It's So, yeah, the more we talk about it, the more awareness.
0: Yeah. And knowing that your biggest option is asking for help. Like there's tons of options there out there to help you. Yes. At, at all the different price points, including free.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And... You know, and, um, you know, we still have a way to go, a ways oh, yeah. to go. There still isn't, like, routine screening, for example, um, for perinatal mood disorders. Like, it should be routine, just to at least know yeah. if someone's at risk. But we're getting there. I mean, a lot of great people doing great stuff, so.
0: Yeah, and um, and the statistics should alone, like, push you into wanting to not. Because it's very easy, like, in my in my experience, like, I know the way I am. I'm really bad at asking for help. And I would go like, oh, yeah, but that's not going to be me. But mm. when we're talking about one in seven. Yeah. That's yeah. a big number. That's big number. You know, maybe it won't be you, but how about you prepare that it might be? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, Yeah, exactly. There's no harm in education and preparation. Um, And it doesn't mean you're saying, oh, you know, being like fearful about it, but just, okay, one in seven. Oh, do I have any risk factors? Wow. Like, I didn't know my mom suffered from that. Like, do you know if your mom suffered from it? (laughs) Yeah, Betsy, tell me some more of the risk factors. So, yeah, like, you know, there's the family history, whether your mom maybe suffered from, from um, some type of disorder, you know, with, with pregnancy or birth, or if there's a family history of, you know, alcoholism, um, if there's a history for you or your family with really like bad period cycle stuff, um, you know, if you've ever suffered yourself from just, you know, maybe depression or anything in your, you know, in your life that's come up in that area. If you've had some fertility issues or you've had a miscarriage. Um, so those are some of the main, say, pre-existing. But, you know, then there's also the factors of, like, what's happening in your life right now. Like, are you building a house and, you know, your husband just lost his job? And, I mean, just as an example, but so they could be like a pileup.
0: Mm-hmm. And of have stressors, respect. yeah.
1: Yeah, of stressors, right. Call them stressors, what's going on now. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So it's a combination.
0: Yeah. And you know, sleep the, deprivation, people, uh, is also a trigger. <laughs> oh, it is a
1: trigger. And just think about it. Like, do you have, you know, just example, like, did you have a miscarriage? Um, are there some financial situations going on? And, and now, like, you're getting no sleep. I mean, just, you know, that could set you up.
0: And maybe not, but it's it's good to be aware of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, those and then those are the part of your options of all the support you can have and where to look in postpartum. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Fantastic. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Betsy, if people wanna follow what you do, read more about you, find the game, like connect with you, how can they do that?
1: Okay, so my main website is Birth in the Know, KNOW, where questions are conceived and answers are born. <laughs> and uh, you will find information about Down the Canal on that site. Um, Betsy at Birth in the know for my email. And I have a Facebook page, Birth in the Know, and Down the Canal has its own page as well, on Facebook. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, mostly on Facebook.
0: All the places. But the, yeah. so they can. Huh. I get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. So, but com. that's Correct. the main portal yes. to get to you. Awesome. Yeah.
1: It, yes. And the game is sold on Amazon and it's in Child with Graphics and UNESCO catalogs and there's more to come.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Thank yeah. you so <laughs> much for being Thanks. on the show today.
1: Yes. It was great. It was fun. Thank you, Adriana.
0: Mighty Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Go to birthful.com where you can learn more about me, the show, Patreon member benefits, send me messages and more. I'm also on Facebook or Twitter as at birthful. So come say hi. And if you're pregnant, don't forget to grab my birth partner's ultimate labor support toolkit at birthful.com slash This episode was produced by me and made possible by you, the Birthful Patreon supporters, and by the wonderful people at naturalbreastfeeding.com. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening.